The views expressed on the following program are designed to amplify those of the speaker and are not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors. up on today's experience. Devotional Diamonds of the Day, also known as DDDs, where my daily devotions become some of our spiritual reflections. Sound effects placed throughout the show, which have nothing to do with life, but they serve a purpose for good. The review of the goofy news, which proves Jesus is coming back sooner than you think, regarding the media, they serve a purpose for sometimes not good. Life lessons for our faith that we can actually use, but probably won't if we sit on our blessed assurance. Humor that will force you to think, why does this guy have a radio show? Because it's part of my purpose. See all those three work together? Yep, yep, yep. Also, Bible trivia for fake and yet somehow real cool prizes, your phone calls, and more. Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. My name is David Spoon. I will be your host for the next 5,400 seconds. Get ready for one of the more bizarre experiences on live radio. Here is the key to the show. We don't know what we're doing. We have no idea what's going to happen, and we don't care. But for the next few minutes, I want to talk faith with you. So here we go. We're asking questions about living life as a Christian. That thingy, you know... Do we pray, Lord, let me see your hand at work today? Do we pray that on a daily basis? Looking, wanting, hungering to see the hand and the work and the handiwork of the Lord? That's the question. Hey, if you want to reach out to us, you can call us 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. When you call 972-445-0770, well, you'll have this opportunity to talk to Dynamite D. Hello, lucky person. You got the number right because you are talking to kid a Dynamite. Talking to Dynamite D, that's like leaving the doctor less stressed than when you walked in to see the doctor. Not that anybody's saying that specifically in anybody's personal life like myself this morning when I had a doctor appointment, but kinda. All right, you can also text us 214-210-8483. That's 214-210-8483. 8483. You can also send us an email, David at he must increase.org. That's 
David, not supercalifragilisticexpialidocious, just David at hemustincrease.org. We send you up to the website, as we often do, and we remind you of a couple of things. One, don't forget the receipts have been sent out for those that gave. If you didn't get one and were supposed to get one, reach out to me, or if you got one and it's incorrect, reach out to me. If you got one and it's correct, just keep it. That's the whole point. Use it. That's the whole idea so you can deduct it. Bottom line, though, on the website is an opportunity to give through the website or to tell you how to give to the ministry. Please check out hemustincrease.org. Prayer request? Hemustincrease.org. Praise report? Hemustincrease.org. Looking to give to this ministry? Hemustincrease.org. Confused by what's happening right now? Hemustincrease.org. Hemustincrease.org. <laughs> That's a slinky going backwards. That's what I'm going to go with on that one. A slinky going in the wrong direction. That's what that sound effect was. Okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to open up with a little bit of prayer because one of our dear sisters, Joanne, is having a struggle with uh, a situation that's going on between her and uh, the Earths. You know what the Earths is? The Earths is the Internal Revenue Service, Earths. Anyway, so it's, it's we have problems going on with them right now. In the middle. Everybody's got problems. In fact, they even let us know there's 2 million people that have problems. It's like, Wow. That seems like a lot. But anyway, all we're doing, we're not going to get into the details. We're just simply going to say that we're going to pray that Joanne would prevail in this situation. Even above us as a ministry, let her prevail. That's what we're going to pray. So I want you to join your faith with me. Let's lift her up together. She's a dear sister in the Lord. Take your faith. Combine it with mine. Let's pray. Father, we come before you right now, and nothing is impossible for you. Nothing is impossible for you. All things are in the palm of your hand. And we are lifting up Joanne and her situation, and we are simply asking for favor, Lord, for grace, for the enemy to be pushed aside and for grace to be brought in to this situation. Lord, you can change any situation just by saying yes. Will you please say yes to bringing resolution and simplicity and closure. And the big thing that I pray for my sister is that she would not be stressed. She would not be uptight. She would not be frustrated or fearful, but be full of confidence and faith, not looking at the circumstance, but looking at you with a fixed vision, believing that you are her partner in this journey until you call her home and she's sitting right next to her daddy until that takes place. Lord, partner with her and help her in this situation, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. So, you'd be praying for our sister, just that, you know, it's not the world's end or anything like that, but look, it's stressful, right? Things like that happen. It's stressful. It's one of those things that you go through. We want to make sure that we're covering one another and taking care of one another. And that's one of the things that I had on us praying for the audience today, by the way, that we would be, listen to this, watchful, watchful. Did you hear what I just said? We would be watchful. In other words, keep your eye open. You know what Jesus didn't say? He didn't say pray and watch. He could have, but he didn't. He said watch and pray. So you look at it and you go, aha, da -da 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 -da. let's bring God into this and change the circumstance. That is what we want to be doing. That's our dear sister in the Lord. You should all be 
carrying that burden, demonstrating your love for one another in praying for her until we hear the testimony of praise on deliverance. That's what we're looking for. Okay, let's get into our teaching. We're in Hebrews. Uh, boy, you are, guys, this is it. This is like the last one, and then we get to this one. Just so I'm telling you right now, we get through this one, and then we're going to be in the last part of chapter 10, all of 11, 12, and 13. Get ready. That's all I'm going to say. Take a deep breath. Let's go through this together. As we go through the book of Hebrews, we're in chapter 10. Ironically, we're in verse 30. It says this, for we know the one who who has said, vengeance belongs to me, I will repay. And again, the Lord will judge his people. Verse 31 is a terrifying thing to fall into the hands of a living God. Did you hear that? Did you hear that verse? It is a terrible thing to fall into the hands of a living God. When God is bringing judgment, boy, 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 boy. When David did something wrong, you know what he said? He said, Lord, don't chasten me in your hot displeasure. You know, I've done some things wrong. I'll tell you what. I understand you're going to correct me. I understand you're going to make some changes. Please don't do it in your hot displeasure. Please don't be angry with me when you do this. Have mercy on me. Have grace on me. Help me out in this scenario because I need your help. This is the bottom line, and I'm just going to make sure everybody understands it and then lay it out because it doesn't matter to me whether people like it or not. It's up to the Lord. The Lord is going to judge everybody eternally and otherwise. And your question might be, well, you know, we are we allowed to judge in circumstances and in, in, in situations? Yeah, Jesus said, judge ye righteous judgment. That's exactly what Jesus said. Nobody quotes that as though that is a less verse or something. That's kind of weird. But the Lord is the one who can only, the Lord is the only one who can judge every possible nuance and be a thousand percent correct because... He's the only one that knows every single detail. So that's why God, in his ability to judge, is perfect. Because there's nothing that escapes his notice. He knows everything. He knows every circumstance, every feeling, every emotion, every history, every future, everything wrapped into it. That's why God is the ultimate judge. And the only one that can be the eternal judge because nobody else is worthy and nobody else has the information to judge. But Dave, you're telling me God is going to judge people. If I were God, Dave, I wouldn't be so strict. Well, you're not God. That's number one. But Dave, a loving God would never send people to a place called hell well, come on. People are already on their way to hell. God is trying to save them using a lifeboat named Jesus. That's the problem. But Dave, Jesus never mentioned hell. He mentioned it at least 10 times. Try this really cool thing. It's called read the book. Here's the bottom line. Jesus is your lifeboat. God is going to judge. Everybody's like, well, he's not, you know, he's 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 you know, not going to judge it. He's going to judge everyone. Everyone. 
The difference between Christians and non-Christians is the blood of Jesus Christ will cover the Christian so God does not wipe them out and send them and cast them into the abyss. It won't be because of your good works. Sorry. It won't be because of your good looks. That's just vanity. It'll be because of the grace that was given to you through the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. And by the way, statistically, you would have to perform a minimum of 292,000 plus good works to even just get close to an even basis. You don't have that many good works. Don't even try. It's not even true. And what does the scripture say in Isaiah? All our righteousness is as filthy rags before the eyes of God. Why? Because everything God does is of pure motive, and things that people do are not. And so God is going to judge. And I know some churches, we don't like to talk about judgment around here. Hey, guess what? The Lord is going to judge not just the unbeliever. God's going to judge the believer. That's how you're going to determine what's going with you or not, whether you're going to have one crown or two or one ring or two or one house or two. I mean, that's what it's going to be. And people don't have to like it. Oh, I just think that's a fairy tale. Well, when you die and face God and he judges you, tell him that. Here's, here's the reason that I'm so vehemently forceful about this. This is going to happen. It doesn't matter. You know, my brother wrote a song saying, ready or not, here he comes. Hey, ready or not, God's going to judge. Whether you like it or don't like it, are happy about it, not happy about it, doesn't matter. It's going to happen. And if you are covered by the redeeming blood of Jesus Christ, your judgment will turn out differently. And if you're not, you will be very sorry. If you're a person that's never surrendered to Jesus Christ and acknowledged him and asked for forgiveness, I encourage you to do so right this minute, right this second asking for forgiveness of your sins and asking him to take up residency in your heart and asking the Holy Spirit to fill your life so that when that judgment comes, you will not be cast into the abyss. You don't have to make a production of it. Just come before the Lord and yield to him. He'll take care of things. Get it? All right. All right, we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The Christian faith is being attacked. Fifty years ago, people would disagree with Christianity, but with a sense of respect. Those days are over. The rage, the flesh, the enemy, and the atmosphere of sin is growing and growing. Jesus said in Matthew 24, the love of many will grow cold. And if it's not the end now, it's certainly a lot closer than it was yesterday. You may be from a Baptist background. David Spoon has that. You may have a Pentecostal background. He has that too. You may have a non-denominational background. Yep, he's got that as well. You may be from the Church of Christ, Presbyterian, Methodist, Church of God, or some other denomination. But if you're looking for a show that's Bible-based, spirit-led, and a bit nutty, give David a listen for a while. If you like it, great. If not, no worries. The David Spoon Experience. What is the David Spoon Experience? Jesus Christ, as the Lamb of God, for you and I, God provided his own burnt offering, his own Lamb of sacrifice, because our presentations are not that hot. And this is where you get the understanding 
that the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. How many? All. And the wages of sin is death. That's the result. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And God showed his love for us while we were still sinners that Christ died for us. That's the love. He was the sacrificial lamb. And if you have never made that decision, I invite you right now to make that decision to acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord. If you declare with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And this is where you get John 3.16, which people will say is the gospel in a scripture, which is not far off. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That gift is available for you. And if you have never exercised that acceptance of that gift, I encourage you to do so by saying this prayer. And don't go anywhere because i got another one for all of us. Heavenly Father, I surrender my life. Lord Jesus Christ, I give you my heart. Pour out your Holy Spirit, for I believe you rose from the dead, and I confess with my mouth you died for my sins, according to the Scriptures. You were buried, and three days later you rose again. You ascended to the Father and are coming back soon, and I thank you for this new life you've given me. I praise you and pray this in your name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas where we do preach about sin. <laughs> I'm telling you. It's like, was that a little fire and brimstone? A little bit. You should see me when I really rev up. You would be like, uh. Okay? That's all I can say. Here you go. First trivia question, in Mark's gospel, when Jesus is being questioned about the payment of taxes, whose head is on the coin that Jesus looks at? There you go. There you go. There you go. All right. The only hint you're going to get from me is it is also a pizza chain. That's all you get. Sorry, can't give you anything else. Or sell it. <laughs> That's right. Uh, 972-445-0770. That would be the number to call. Uh, 214-210-8483. That would be the number to text. And then David at he must org. That would be the email. In the meantime, we will do our DNA because without it, there's problems. Now, we do have somebody calling in. We're going to have them get on the phone, but we're going to also have them wait. Hopefully it won't be Samson in that same area that he drives in. Let me see, because if it is, we might have to wait. So we're good to wait? Good to, good to, good to wait. Okay. All right, first I want to do our DNA because it's superbly important. I just can't believe how important I believe this stuff is becoming even more and more important to us. D stands for draw closer to the Lord. Daily. Daily, 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 daily. How often is that? Daily. So how often do you eat? Well, that often. How about that? And never be ashamed of Jesus or his words. Luke 9, 26. Don't be ashamed of Jesus' words. Jesus said, if you're ashamed of me and my words, I'll be ashamed of you. 
And then A, always be ready to serve. To serve, which means that we are not so self-centered that nobody else counts, but that we care about how other people are and how they're doing. And if they laugh and, and are joyous, we do that with them. And if they cry and they're sad, we do that with them because that's genuine, real caring. Okay? All right. Uh, person is ready to answer a trivia questions, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, Dr. David Spoon. This is Paul Bolt. Oh, Paul Bolt. What a pleasure to hear your voice again. Thank you, yeah. brother, for calling in. How are you, bro? I'll tell you what. I am, I am, I am in good shape right now. Hey, I, I, still, I have a little bit of a cough that I'm getting over, but I'm in good shape. I am glad so, to hear um, that, brother. I am so glad to hear that. Glad to hear your <clears> voice. <throat> Love hearing your I, I voice. Call, I called to answer the trivia question, but and also, if you don't mind, just give you just a brief, like maybe a 10-second um, overview of the testimony of what happened to me last year. Yeah, yeah. Let's do this. Let's do the trivia, and then you'll have the floor and have the opportunity. Okay? So we'll kind of leave it open for you. So here we go. In Mark's Gospel, when Jesus is being questioned about the payment of taxes, <laughs> whose head is on the coin that Jesus looks at? He said to render unto Caesar that which is Caesar and unto God that which is God. So that is correct, and, and that is exactly why I also said it's a pizza chain. <laughs> pizza, pizza. Yeah, yeah, little Caesar. <laughs> that, was a, that was a big Caesar there. Though. That was a big one there. All right, my brother, yeah, share with yeah. the audience as you see fit. <clears throat> just share with everybody what, what's been going on. Okay, so last year, early January, I made a commitment to God that I was going to draw close to the Father, that I was going to hop up in His lap and just draw as close to Him as I possibly could and just, just get to know Him and get to know the heart of God. So sit in His lap, lay my head on His chest, and just hear the heartbeat of God and get to know the heart of God. And I did that, and I've been a Christian for 30 years. And that first six months of, my, of last year, I was closer to the Father than I've ever been in my life. I was falling more in love with God, falling more in love with the Word. People were getting saved, and lives were being changed, and just all kinds of fantastic things God was doing. And halfway through, I decided on my own um, that I was going to go from put, pressing into the Father, that I was a big boy now, and I could hop off the lap of the Father, and I was going to go out and have a radical faith and see people get healed and delivered and set free on my own. Um, so we realize now that we can do nothing apart from God. You can do nothing apart from Jesus. And I removed myself from God off of his lap and out of the protection, his umbrella of protection, and I put myself in danger. He didn't do anything to me. He did not put any pain on me or infliction on me. But I cried out to God and begged him, why was I in such severe pain? What was going on in my life, and why was I doing this, and why was I not being healed? He never told me why he didn't heal me right away with righteous people praying for me, but he told me why I was in the circumstances as clear as day. Early in the morning, sitting in my car, I was begging God with tears running down my eyes. Why am I in such pain? What is going on here? And it got silent in my car, just as quiet as can possibly be. And I heard the Holy Spirit speak to me with authority and compassion. He said, Paul, 
I want you to pray for the sick and see them recovered. I want you to pray for the blind and see them see. I want you to pray for the lame and see them walk. But, Paul, I want you to do it my way. I want you to do it in my time. Wow. And, that, and that's what he said to me. Wow. And I haven't heard anything since then. Wow. And I, just, I am I, now— I just want to affirm that as from the Lord. That is such a powerful—that— uh, See, when people have the Lord speak to them, everybody thinks they're getting the lotto numbers. No, that's mm-hmm. what that's what you get. You get God going, okay, yeah, I'm going to do this. You're going to follow me. We're going to do it my yeah. way. You know what? what listen, I, felt, I felt like I was being disciplined a little bit, but with compassion. Wow. God was so kind to me. He was like, Paul, yes, because I, I was begging him, do you not want me to pray for people to be healed? Do you not want to see people delivered not, and through me? He said, I want to see all that through you, but I want you to do it my way and in my time so I get the glory. My pride got in the way. Uh, I thought it was a big boy and strong, and I decided to run out and do it myself. Uh, you know, in, in Galatians chapter 3, verse 8, Paul said, Yet God showed me his kindness by allowing me to spread the good yeah. news. And it's just like it's got to come yeah. through him. It's got to be something God allows. It's got to be something God coordinates. And uh, and you just reminded me. Yeah. I, I just want to tell you what a blessing that was. You just reminded me of, of, of a very, very, very well-known minister who did a lot of ministry for God. And he was just praying in an airplane. And he just said, well, he goes, he goes, I don't know, Lord. I'm not seeing the power the way I think I'm supposed to see the power. I don't know what's going on. I've done everything I'm supposed to do. And the Lord spoke to him and said, I've seen your ministry. How would you like to see mine? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, wow. Just real quick, and I know I know seconds are expensive on airtime, but um, the whole time as, as I've been slowly crawling back up into the lap of God and getting back to the place where I was before, I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. I kept, I kept hearing the moment where Jesus told Peter, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. Mm. But, but the key word there is when you return. Yes. I prayed for you. When you return, I kept saying, Jesus prayed for me in John 17. When I return, it's going to be better than ever. Amen. It's going to be stronger than ever, and I'm going to encourage my brothers and my sisters and to strengthen them through this. Amen. Um, David, I, I love you, brother, man. I've missed hearing you. I've been through a, I've been through, I've been through the valley of death, the valley of shadow of death. And um, I'm back, brother. I'm back. And Satan better hide. All right, here's what I'm doing. I'm gonna, I only got about 30 seconds. Let me pray over you, but I'm going to pray the simplest prayer. Ready? Get ready. Please. Father, in the name of Jesus solidify everything that's going on in Paul's life by the power of the Holy Spirit. Let it be sealed by the power of the Holy Spirit as he moves forward in you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, brother. Now listen, God never never answered me why he didn't heal me immediately. And you know why? Because he's not obligated to tell me anything. Amen. Amen. But he certainly corrected me and redirected me about my behavior. Great growth, my brother. Great growth. You you sat on that lap a little longer than you think. Nice job. I'm going back. All right. That's what you want. All right, brother. I'll be, I'll be listening to the radio program for about another 30 minutes. And All right. I, I, All God right. bless you, brother, and I love your ministry, and I love what you do. All right. Take care, my bro. 
All right, bye. Bye bye. All right, we're going to take a break and uh, then we're going to come back. Uh, you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. Start break, top of the hour, don't go anywhere. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry that promotes Jesus Christ as Lord, but just don't know how? Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion, time, and talent. Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the Ambassadors Initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to hemustincrease.org. That's hemustincrease.org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position. What is the David Spoon experience? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1, Paul said, follow me as I follow Christ. What happens when he stops following Christ? You stop following him. And what about 2 Corinthians 2.14? Not that we rule over your faith, Paul said. What? Not that we rule over your faith. So this whole notion that there's this authority structure and that people have to obey because if they don't obey in every nuance, they're going to be, you know, zapped or whatever. Ours was better. You know what our story was? Ken told the story about past congregations he had how, about people who disobeyed him and spoke evil about them and how God killed them. That's what he told us. In fact, it was true that somebody out of the 110 people out of his three previous churches, let's just, we'll just leave that there, uh, uh, one person did die. Wow, one out of 110. They picked up a hitchhiker on their way to Flagstaff, Arizona. Hey, I pastored in Flagstaff. And uh, the hitchhiker ended up killing the guy because the guy was a mental case. But uh, can use that after his church was closed 15 years later saying, see, what? What? But we were too dumb to know. So now you have the same guy that told us how to attack a Christian leader, telling us we can no longer attack Christian leaders unless he, the anointed of God, gives us permission. He's in charge, and we can't challenge him or question him. And, oh, by the way, if we talk about the anointed or touch the prophets of God, God will kill us, and he's him. So I, I, he's, he's the one of the anointed, so we can't touch him. Even though none of that is scriptural, none of that is right, and all of that is wackadoodle. 770 KAAM Garland Dallas Fort Worth